Hi, I'm Jada. And I'm Cassidy. And this is Books with Benefits. This week we're talking about... We're doing a little smasher pass with some upcoming book releases this year that we're interested in and we're going to be reading the synopsis for the first time. Woohoo! I know, so let's let's see what we think about these. Let's get into it. Content warning. While we will not be necessarily discussing the trigger warnings in these books, we may say some profanity and we do recommend <laughs> that you research your own like trigger warnings for all these books before reading them because viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> <laughs> so so with just, that out of the way. <laughs> just just dropping that one in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we did a little bit of digging on some new releases or upcoming releases too. Um, and we're going to share the synopsis, um, for those with you. Um, and yeah, and we'll kind of have maybe little discussions about the books and see what we're thinking. Yep. All right. I think I have the first one. Um, it's actually already released by the time this podcast will be out. Actually, I think a few of these will be released by the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. This we are pre-recording. <laughs> yeah, we're pre-recording right now. So today is February 5th. Um, but so this one is it just came out a few days ago. Um, and it is called Wayward. Um, it's by Amelia Hart. It's her debut novel. Um, and it's about gender and control. Um, and then a little extra info about the long echoes of male violence through the centuries. But more than that, it is a celebration of nature, female power, and breaking free. So there's a, a little extra um, synopsis about it. So let me read you that one as well. Three women, five centuries, one secret. I had nature in my heart, she said, like she did and her mother before her. There was something about us, the wayward women, that bonded us more tightly with the natural world. We can feel it, she said, the same way we feel rage, sorrow, or joy. In 2019, Kate flees an abusive relationship in London for Crow's Beck, a remote Cumbrian village. Her destination is Wayward Cottage, inherited from her great-aunt Violet, an eccentric entomologist. As Kate struggles with the trauma of her past, she uncovers a secret about the women in her family, a secret dating back to 1619 when her ancestor, Altha Wayward, was put on trial for witchcraft. So, yeah, I stumbled Mm -hmm. upon this one. It dropped a few days ago, um, but I think I really want to give it a read. Hmm. You know, I I am obviously pro-women, obviously. (laughs) I do... I do tend to stray away from, you know, kind of like feminist leaning books just because that's not, obviously it's awesome, but like my reading preferences, those types of books aren't necessarily always something that I gravitate towards. Yeah. But does it sound too bad? Maybe. It sounds, I think I'm I'm a, I'm a meh. Honestly, if you're giving it to me, I might pass, but if someone read it and told me it was really good, I might smash. Well, and so I was reading some of the, um, 
the ARC readers and then some of the people who have just recently read it. Um, and it's got really good reviews so far. Hmm. Um, so I am eager to see. Plus, it's this author's debut novel. So Yeah, that um, also makes me weary. <laughs> well, you never know. So Yeah, but some people really love reading debuts because it's kind of like, I'm going to discover something. Right. I'm going to read a new author. <laughs> yeah. So but, I think yeah. I would smash that one, I think, because I'm, I'm pretty interested in the in the story there. Yeah, I might give it an initial pass, but we'll we'll see. Maybe once I read it and tell you it's good, then yeah, then I might. Read it. <laughs> uh, okay, my first one is called Stone Blind by Natalie Haynes, and see the publication on this one was a little confusing because I think it might have been released late last year. Maybe in a different country or something. I'm not sure. Because that has a new, like, publication date for February 7th mm. of this year. Um, so it's called Stone Blind. And this is the little Goodreads summary that it has for it. So a fresh take on the story of Medusa, the original monstered woman. They will fear you and flee you and call you a monster. The only mortal in a family of gods, Medusa is the youngest of the Gorgon sisters. Unlike her siblings, Medusa grows older, experiences change feels weak i'm thinking about something i just said and this is gonna be funny that i picked this one (laughs) feels weakness her mortal lifespan gives her an urgency that her family will never know when the sea god poseidon assaults medusa in athena's temple the goddess is enraged furious by the violation of her sacred space athena takes revenge on the young woman punished for poseidon's actions medusa is forever transformed uh Writhing snakes replace her hair, and her gaze will turn any living creature to stone. Cursed with the power to destroy all she loves with one look, Medusa condemns herself to a life of solitude. Until Perseus embarks embarks upon a fateful quest to fetch the head of a gorgon. And then it has like kind of like a little blurb about like the author and stuff, but... Interesting. See, now this is also... Okay. So you read that, and I was like, oh, okay, so this is like a, you know, feminist version of Medusa. Right. Although I was reading, like, um, like the reviews, and a lot of people were saying, even though this, you know, like the uh, synopsis is like very, I mean, Medusa heavy, they make it seem like more of, like, the story of Medusa, not really, like, Medusa's story. Mm. So yeah. it's kind of like... There's, talk, like, a lot of talk about the gods and what goes on with them. And, honestly, like, that's kind of my thing. Well, and it's funny. So, I actually saw that one um, when I was doing my research. I almost put it on here, and then I passed. So, that one, <laughs> it may be an initial pass for me. But maybe if you really liked it, maybe I'd read it. But I love anything, like, mythology, tales. Like, I just read those all the time. Yeah, I've never really – I mean, I've read some Greek mythology stuff. And I've liked it, but I just, I haven't really dove deep into that one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's my thing. So obviously I would smash it. I'd smash <laughs> anything Greek mythology, honestly. Yeah, you would. <laughs> um, okay, what's your next one? Let's see. Okay, so for my next one, um, it's to be released on February 7th. So by the time this is out, it'll be out. Um but it's called Venco, um, and it's by. I um, hope oh, I don't butcher. I, her. I did see this one. Oh, I hope I don't I butcher her name. I think it's either like Sherry Demeline or something like that. Um, 
And so there's just a little tiny uh, blurb about it. So Lucky St. James, I don't know how to, a Matisse millennial (laughs) living with her cantankerous but loving grandmother Stella is barely hanging on when she discovers she will be evicted from their tiny Toronto apartment. Then, one night, something strange and irresistible calls out to Lucky. Burrowing through a wall, she finds a silver spoon etched with a crooked nose witch and the word Salem humming with otherworldly energy. So, that sounded pretty good. And the reviews so far, like the ARC reviews, were pretty good. So, yeah, you know, I actually saw another, uh, like a more in-depth summary of that one somewhere. I don't know where it was. Mm. Um... But that summary made me like pass on it initially. I think I think this one for me is a smash because I haven't. I feel like I haven't read a whole lot about witches that isn't like a smut book. So I would. I yeah, think that's why I'm kind of leaning towards a lot I, of. Them. I'm wary on the like. I like witches. I'm wary on the Salem witch trial esque books. No specific reason. Just it's a. I don't know. No, I want them to be done right. Like, those subjects are things that, like, I read real things. Like, I listen to all kinds of shit that you guys would be like, oh, my God, Cassie, like, Cassie, like, reads that. <laughs> Even I'm, I'm like yeah. that. <laughs> like, I'll be like, hey, I just, like, read read this book on, like, history. Of- <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Sometimes, but- and she listens to them, too. And I'm like, what? what do you mean you listen to that? Like, I love it. So, oh my God. Um, I, and I also love fiction, but with some topics, I, I am wary of them. Yeah, I get that. I think that this one, I, I really haven't read anything like that before. Um, yeah. I like the cover and the title and stuff. Yeah, I, I like the, the cover is what stood out to me first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so pretty interested in that one. What okay. do you got? Um, my next one is uh, The Last Tale of the Flower Bride by, I don't know if I'm going to say this right, by Roshani Choshki. Hmm. And it's supposed to be published on February 14th, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, I'm probably going to say some names wrong as I'm reading this, but I'm going to try my best. Okay, so once upon a time, a man who believed in fairy tales married a beautiful, mysterious woman named Indigo Maxwell Castaneda. He was a scholar of myths. She was heiress to a fortune. They exchanged gifts and stories and believed they would live happily ever after. In exchange for their love, Indigo extracted a promise that her bridegroom would never pry into her past. But when Indigo learns that her estranged aunt is dying and the couple is forced to return to her childhood home, the House of Dreams, the bridegroom will soon find himself unable to resist. For within the crumbling mansion's extravagant rooms and musty halls, there lurks the shadow of another girl, Azure, Azure, maybe Azure, (laughs) Indigo's dearest childhood friend who suddenly disappeared. As the house slowly reveals his wife's secrets, the bridegroom will be forced to choose between reality and fantasy, even if doing so threatens to destroy their marriage or their lives. And then there's like a blurb at the bottom, and low-key, this is really why why I added this. (laughs) 
Uh, combining the lush, haunting atmosphere of Mexican Gothic with the dreamy enchantment of the invisible life of Addie LaRue, The Last Tale of the Flower Bride is a spellbinding and darkly romantic page-turner about love and lies, secrets and betrayal, and the stories we tell ourselves to survive. Um, I think immediately my initial reaction is a pass. <laughs> Mine... Okay, with the description and then that, I think the writing is going to be one of those books I really like. It probably will be, but, and you know how I feel about that, though, so. <laughs> I know. So I think, like, the audiobook, I'm probably going to pick that one up. If, I would love to hear if the storyline is good, too, I think I would be willing to consider it. Because but. if it's, like, a kind of creepy gothic house and this happening and the writing, I'll eat that shit up. You do. You eat all of any kind of that gothic style. You really, you love that shit. Yeah, I'll, I'll eat that right up. And I'm pretty sure I liked the cover on that one, too, if I remember right. That's a, there are lots of good covers coming out. I noticed when I was looking for, um, like, books for this that I a lot of the covers drew my eyes a lot quicker than some others have. Mm-hmm. And if you mention that it is even reminiscent of Addie LaRue, I mean. Then you're like, let me pick it up. <laughs> let me give this a try. <laughs> Okay, so for my next one, um, it's another one that is um, releasing on February 7th, so it'll be out by the time that this comes out. Um, It's called Wild Blood by Lauren Blackwood. Um, Lauren Blackwood is a newer author. Um, She also wrote Within These Wicked Walls. I've never read that either, Um, but I just thought I should note it for anyone who has. Um, So far, I will say before I read this synopsis, I was intrigued by the cover. Um, That's what initially pulled me in for this. (laughs) Um, Like, it really roped me right in. Um, It's like a bright green. It's a really, really neat cover. Um, But there's mixed reviews on Goodreads so far. Kind of hit or miss. (laughs) So that being said, and then I read the synopsis after I saw the reviews, and I was like, so let me just read this. 18-year-old Victoria is a wild blood. Kidnapped at the age of six and manipulated by the Exotic Lands Touring Company, she's worked at as a tour guide ever since with a team of fellow wildbloods who take turns using their magic to protect travelers in a Jamaican jungle teeming with ghostly monsters. When the boss denies Victoria an earned promotion to team leader in favor of Dean, her backstabbing ex, she's determined to prove herself. Her magic may be the most powerful on the team, but she's not the image the boss wants to send to their new client. Thorn, a renowned gold miner, determined to reach an untouched gold supply deep in the jungle. Thorn is everything Victoria isn't, confident, impossibly kind, and so handsome he leaves her speechless. And when he entrusts the mission to her, kindness turns to mutual respect, turns to affection, turns to love. But the jungle is treacherous, and between hypnotic river spirits, soul-devouring women that shed their skin like snakes, and her ex out for revenge, Victoria has to decide, is promotion at a corrupt company really what she wants? (laughs) So, So, some parts that I'm like, smash. (laughs) Right, right, that's what I'm saying. I have a feeling, like... It's going to be one of those where it's like crazy thing, crazy thing, crazy thing. Like it uses those plot points. Yeah. I just have a feeling. <laughs> well, and it, but like the idea of like the, ma- like the magic part. Awesome. The creepy things in the forest. 
awesome. Like those. Right. Like, and I have never read something in a setting like this, like the Jamaican jungle. I was like, ooh, I like that. Yeah. Um, And I highly recommend you guys look at the cover for this one because it really, like, drew my eyeballs immediately to it. Um, It's a really neat looking book, but it does have some mixed reviews thus far. I think the general consensus right now is that it's a little undercooked. Um, It's just not fleshed out. There's some holes, which with a book with this much going on, I could see that happening. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But... I don't know. So it's on my radar. I would really like to at least pick it up and try a little bit. But I'll see, you know, depending on where it's released at on the 7th. But we will see. So, yeah. Okay. Um, My next one is How to Marry a Marble Marquee by C.M. Nascosta. And it's supposed to come out on February 23rd. Mm. Um. Being real honest, I'm only going to read you guys half of this synopsis because it is long. (laughs) It is really long. Um, Like 450 words. I can't be doing that. Um, So it seems like the synopsis is one of those where like the first part is the girls POV and the second part of the synopsis Uh, is the guys. So we're going to read the girls. That's what we're getting. Okay. Um, uh, Okay. So also, you know, there might be some, I don't know how to say anything. So, dear, uh, dear Mr. Eastwick, on account of the unfortunate incident involving Lord Pemberley and his valet at Lady Harthington's ball, Her Majesty has no choice but to deem your season a failure. With no other suitors of an appropriate station and no dowry, you are hereby ordered to attend the Monster Ball, your last hope of securing a marriage. Eleanor Eastwick is out of tricks. The alleged wallflower is hiding a secret beyond the fact that her family is skin broke. If she wants to ensure the survival of her aged grandmother and younger siblings, she'll need to leverage the only thing they have left, their good name, and land herself a rich husband. There's only one problem she can see with her plan. She has no bloody idea what she's doing. Enlisting the help of the wickedly rakish Marquis of... uh, Bassington, Eleanor embarks on a crash course in how to attract the monstrous gentry, high society courtship, and lessons in lovemaking, academically, of course. It never occurs to her that her tutor may, in fact, be a perfect match. By the time her heart begins to make her aware of its preference for the sharp-tongued, winged marquee, the monster ball is upon her, and she needs to put her plan into action." And then it has like a, like after the second part, it has a blurb and it's like, How to Marry a Marble Marquis is a standalone uh, Regency monster romance featuring a gargoyle human pairing that takes place in the shared universe of the Monster's Ball. Interesting. Yeah, that, that sounds like a smash to me, to be honest. I think, yeah, initially a smash. I wish that before you started this, I wanted it to be in Cambrick Creek. Um, mm-hmm. like that little town that some of Yeah, other... this is the... I've seen the cover. I know there's three because I've seen these covers. Oh. Like, I've seen her post them or something. So maybe we'll um, have to dive into those. Although, it's a standalone, but I like... I love the idea of the ball. So I want to read one at, like, whichever one. I know one of them has to... Act, like, they actually go to the ball. Right, right. Yeah, but I would like to. I do also like the idea of, like, a teacher... Yeah, I like that too. I don't know. I don't know if I like the, like, I need to save my family because I'm broke. I don't really, I don't know if I love that. So 
I don't know. I'll, I'll have to simmer on that one. We'll see. Maybe we'll do it for the podcast, too, because we, we do often like CM Nescasa's books. Yeah. Yeah, we do like her. Let's see. Okay, so my next one I have comes out February 28th, so it'll be not long after this pod drops. Um, it's called Immortality, A Love Story by Dana Schwartz. Um, and this one actually was in the young adult category. Um but it really drew me in not only with the cover, but the synopsis of this one is kind of interesting. So Yeah, me, I, I already had this one saved, actually. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay, let me give it a read for you guys. Hazel Sinet is alone and half convinced the events of the year before, the immortality, Beecham's Vile, were a figment of her imagination. She doesn't even know whether Jack is alive or dead. All she can really do now is treat patients and maintain Hawthornden Castle as it starts to decay around her. When saving a life leads to her arrest, Hazel seems doomed to rot in prison until a message intervenes. She has been specifically... (laughs) Lord, specifically requested... To be the personal physician of Princess Charlotte, the sickly daughter of King George IV. Soon, Hazel is dragged into the glamour and romance of a court where everyone has something to hide. Especially the... Mm, What is happening? Oh, especially the brilliant members of a social club known as the Companions to the Death. Ooh. As Hazel's work entangles her more and more with the British court, she realizes that her own future as a surgeon isn't the only thing at stake. Malicious forces are at work in the monarchy, and Hazel may be the only one capable of setting things right. Lord have mercy. Smash. Smash. Immediately smash. So that one really intrigued me, and I am definitely going to read it. So, Yeah, I've had that one uh, on my shelves for, I don't know, but... Yeah, I've been anticipating that one. Yeah, it seems pretty good. And the cover of that one is nice, too. I know. A lot of these have pretty good covers. I know. I'm telling you. People are getting up. are stepping up their cover game. And yeah. that's good because people look at that. Right. I want books that are going to be pretty on my shelf. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you uh, got? So my next one is the third A Soul to Something series by Opal Rain. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, this one, the third one's A Soul to Touch. We haven't read the second one. We read the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one should be released on February 24th, which is my birthday. Opal Ooh. Rain, how'd you know? <laughs> We're going to, maybe we'll do a special birthday episode if um, we squeeze it in. Yeah. And I will say, uh, there are some interesting names in this. I'm probably going to butcher them. So, <laughs> even the first name. I know. I read this one. Uh, all... I'm going to say all Mayumi. I don't know. That's how it looks like to me. All Mayumi ever wanted was to hunt demons. After being discharged from the Demon Slayer Guild, Mayumi chose to isolate herself within the forest. The best part to the best place to hunt and kill demons. But one night she's surprised when a different monster is lured by her baits. Just before she unleashes an arrow that's aimed to kill, Mayumi pauses. She realizes she's seen that skull, feline face before, and that it had, it had once saved her life. All, all Faunus, Venus, <laughs> I don't know. All Faunus ever wanted was her. After the Demon King cracked his skull, 
Fanus returns to watch over the only human he has ever cared for. He knows what his future holds. She would never become his bride, but he wants to spend what remains of his life protecting her. He never expected that she would ever befriend him or that she would openly desire him. She's as fiery as her burning passion, and he's desperate to let her consume him. But his time in this world grows short, and Fanus doesn't know how he can be with Mayumi when he knows nothing will save him. Aww. Smash. Oh, God. That's Smash. So, that so sad. <laughs> oh, shit, bitch. I don't know. <laughs> Opal Rain, why you gotta do this to us? Even with just a synopsis. God, the synopsis. that's not a sad as fuck, bitch. <laughs> smash. Immediately smash. Yeah, I will smash. I We do like Opal Rain, too. Yeah, that one sounded cute. But if he... Yeah. God, he's probably gonna die at the end or something. I know. God, God if he dies, I'm gonna be so pissed. I know. That sounds sad as hell. <laughs> So I have my next one um, was kind of a suggestion slash recommendation from you that you had stumbled upon it, but you weren't sure about it. So I'm going to share it. Um, It comes out March 7th, um, and it's Mountains Made of Glass by Scarlet St. Clair. Um, So I'll read the synopsis real quick. I also, there's a name in this. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Could you love me, he whispered. The question stole my breath and burned my lungs in the silence that followed. I wanted to answer, to whisper yes into the space between us, but I was afraid. All Gisela's life, her home village of Elk, has has been cursed. And it isn't a single curse. It is one after another, each to be broken by a villager, each with devastating consequences. When Elk's well goes dry, it is Gisela's turn to save her town by killing the toad that lives at the bottom. Except, the toad is not a toad at all. He is an elven prince under a curse of his own, and upon his death his brothers come for Gisela, seeking retribution. As punishment, the princes banish Gisela to live with their seventh brother, the one they call the Beast. Gisela expects to be a prisoner of a hideous monster, but the beast turns out to be exquisitely beautiful, and rather than lock her in a cell, he offers Gisela a deal. If she can guess his true name in seven days, then she can go free. Gisela agrees, but there is a hidden catch. She must speak his name with love in order to free him too. But can either of them learn to love in time? Hmm. Yeah, so a nice little, you know, Beauty and the Beast retelling. Mm-hmm. It sounds cute. Mm-hmm. She, she, that's kind of her thing. She kind of does, like, retellings. I like that. Maybe I'll smash it. Also, the cover is also smashable. I'm yeah, I you. saw the cover for that one, and it's really nice. I don't know. Yeah. Y'all are stepping I, I would up. give it a read. Yeah, I think if I'd it at wasn't, least try it. If it was super long, I might skip it. I don't know. I've been really weary about the, these. All, all these books are so fucking long now. We've like, been reading, like, 400-page books lately, and my brain is trashed. And, like, some of these, I'm like, oh, my God. God, why is it so long? Right, and some of them don't need to be 400 pages. Um, yeah, it's really true. But, you know, let's see. Okay, what do you have next? Okay, so my next one is The Foxglove King by Hannah F. Wynn. Its mm-hmm. publication is expected for March 7th. And here is the little synopsis for that one. So... When hold on, let me let me get this set up here. <laughs> I got too much shit on my computer. Uh, when Laura was thirteen, she escaped a call in the catacombs beneath the city of Delaire. And in the ten years since, she's lived by one rule: don't let them find you. Easy 
said the nun when her death magic ties her to the city. Mortem, the magic born from death, is a high-priced and illicit commodity in Delaire, and Lord's job running poisons to keep her in food, shelter, and relative security. But when a run goes wrong and Lord's power is revealed, she's taken by the the Press Mort, a group of warrior monks sanctioned to use mortem working for the sainted king. <laughs> Lore fo- I'm like, what? Like, what in the heck? Lore, Lore fully expects a pyre, but King August has a different plan. Entire villages on the outskirts of the country have been dying overnight, seemingly at random. Lore can either use her magic to find out what's happening and who in the court is responsible or die. Lore is thrust into the Every time I hear sainted, I'm like, I want to say tainted. (laughs) Lore's thrust into the sainted king's glittering court where no one can be believed and even fewer can be trusted. Guarded by Gabriel, a duke turned monk, continually running up against Bastion, August's nerd-duel heir. I don't know what that is. Lord Tangles in politics, religion, and forbidden romance as she attempts to navigate a debauched and opulent society. By life she left behind in the catacombs is catching up with her, and even as Laura makes her way through the sainted court above, they might be drawn closer than she thinks. Well, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I'm smashing I'm smashing that one. Yeah, I think me too. I've yeah. I've heard that, you know, like the the opulent ideas of it, which I mean, it was kind of touched on, but I've heard that that's a big theme in the book. And, I mean, the cover is really good on this one, too. It is pretty. That's a, I saw a, a picture of it somewhere on, on Instagram, I think, but it looks, it looks I mean, really Foxglove, nice. I mean, obviously I'm smashing, it as Foxglove in the name, Foxglove is one of the poisonous plants that, like, I could tell you all about. Oh, so. I didn't even know that. Yeah, that shit'll kill you. <laughs> that shit poisonous. Don't be fucking with don't be fucking with the fox gloves. Yeah, I won't. I won't because you told me not to. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next one? Um, so the next one I have comes out on March 31st. Um, and it's Yearning for Her by Tiffany Roberts. It's the husband and wife co-authors. Um, and we've read uh, one of their books before. And I really, really liked it. So let me read you this synopsis. A wicked incubus, a curvy, delectable human female. One night of passion that changes everything. Willow Crowley's world comes crashing down when she discovers her boyfriend has been seeing another woman. The dream she'd held of a life with him is shattered in an instant, leaving her alone with nothing except heartache. She vows to never open herself to that hurt again. Until a seductive, otherworldly stranger with white hair, piercings, and icy blue eyes promises her a single night of pleasure, no strings attached. But that night isn't enough for him. He wants more, more than she's ready to give. How can she trust him to not break her heart when she isn't, when he isn't even human? I don't know this, this name. Kyan has lived <laughs> promiscuously for 400 years. Feeding on the desire of the humans he and the fae considered prey. But when he locks eyes with a purple-haired female, something inside him shifts irrevocably. No one else can sate his hunger. He wants her, needs her, yearns for her. Yet she refuses to submit to the carnal delights he promises. She wants more. She wants love. 
Can he mend her broken heart? Can he love a mortal woman? Dun, dun, dun. Damn. It sounds pretty good. Yeah, I, I would probably smash it. Yeah, and I liked uh, their other stuff, so I think I smash. Yeah, I, I liked it okay. <laughs> yeah. It seems pretty I just, interesting. I, I hope it's, it doesn't end up being whiny. I don't know why I get that. <laughs> yeah, get that. Ah, I can't. I can't do it because you can't love yeah. me. I really hate that. I really hate that <laughs> Like the, oh, my heart, you know, I just can't open up again. I can't just literally just do it. Like, just do it, bitch. I'm sick of this. Like, like Plated Prisoner really pulled that out for way too long. Yeah. The whole, like, I can't open up my heart. Like, I can't do this. I will say reading it the second time, I don't think it was as bad as it seemed. I think a lot of it. Well, probably because then you knew what was going to happen. So then it was just like, oh, okay. Could be. I don't know. I think a lot of it was like that inner conflict after Stockholm Syndrome, basically. But um, just (laughs) okay. When they get whiny, I just want to slap the shit out of them. I know Cassidy doesn't like a whiny bitch, so she can't (laughs) handle it. (laughs) I don't like a whiny bitch. No. Uh, Okay. Well, my next one. Is Highest Bitter by Sarah Kate. Mm. This is, I want to say, the fifth book in the Salacious Players Club series. Holy shit, I didn't realize there was that many. Yeah. Uh, I've only read two of them. Well, I've read two and a half of them. I don't know why I didn't finish that third one. Not because I thought it was bad. I just didn't finish. Got distracted. Um, So this one's supposed to come out on March 24th. And opposite. So he's not just rich, he's filthy rich. Love that. Mm. Uh, when I started working at Salacious Players Club, I never expected to end up on the auction block ready to grant a date to the highest bidder. This club is not really my scene. I'm not the kind of girl rich guys take home. I'm more of a piano playing, van living, spirit kind of girl. So when Ronan Cade, the richest man at the club, puts down over a hundred grand for my time, how mm. can I tell him no? But he's too old, too rich, too cocky. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and yeah, he once dated my mother, except he doesn't know that. He has no idea who I am. One day it turns into a trip to Paris and an offer to live with him in his penthouse, oh my then a promise to take care of me. Before I know it, I'm calling the over my daddy. <laughs> Ronan and Kate only bid on, on one date, but I think he's winning much more than me. Can we overcome the years between us to find happiness? And will he find it in him to forgive me when he learns the secret I've been keeping? Oh, shit. I'm totally smashed. You know, for some reason, I was thinking I was going to pass this initially. But now, I'm going to smash it. Immediately smash. (laughs) Because, like, take care of me. Big daddy, old daddy. Live in my penthouse. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Take me to pay for a date. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I think Smash for sure. We'll have to put it on our radar for later this year. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Okay, so um, I have. Do you have you have another one? Yeah. No. Yeah, I have one okay. left. Okay, so my next one is um, Superbia, um, a monster romance by Colette Rhodes. Um, We've talked about Luxuria before, and that's the first book in the Shades of Sin series. So this one is the second one. 
Um, and there's no official release date yet. It's been moved around. It was originally sometime in May. She keeps saying on her Instagram she's going to move it sooner. So maybe sometime before May. Um, but I'm going to read the synopsis about that one. Um, so here it is. Astrid is the kind of hunter that all hunters aspire to be. Lethal, focused, ambidextrous. In contrast to her disgraced <laughs> sister, Astrid has done everything right. And now she's coming to realize that everything she's ever known is wrong. Soren wants to be the kind of shade that all shades aspire to be. Brave, decisive, powerful. But his disgraced sister is determined to ruin him. And now there's a deadly hunter in his realm, smelling like the most delicious thing he'd ever taste. And the king wants them to work together. Can they hold the enemy line with each other, or will the thin line between love and hate be their undoing? And then there's a little note. Superbia is the second book in the Shades of Sin series, featuring humans and their not-quite-so-human partners. So... Yeah, <laughs> I think smash. I'll, I'll smash. Yeah, <laughs> I I, mean, I just I've been wanting it. to read the second one. Yeah, we have so it on the I radar. Like the shades. I like the world. Me too. So yeah, good one. Yeah, so smash, smash. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next one? Um, so this is my last one. This is my most anticipated book of the year. Uh oh. Um. Uh <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, this is uh, Throne of the Fallen by uh, Carrie Mont- Maniscalco. And love her. I know that a lot of people are very, like, they either loved it or hated the Kingdom of the Curse series. Mm. I loved it. I was one of the people who loved it. The audiobooks are fucking phenomenal. Like, the <laughs> the girl who narrates these books, so good. Her voice and how she <laughs> like does these voices, so good. Like, it even has, like, some little background, like, ambient music. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And so those three books, it's about, like, this witch. I'm not going to really get into it, but a witch and a prince of hell. And this, so this Throne of the Fallen is, like, like a side series to that original series. Mm. It's about one of the other princes. Interesting. Uh, So... It's publication is going to be on October 3rd. Oh, wow. So, gotta wait. I've already pre ordered it. <laughs> you <laughs> crazy bitch. I pre ordered the special edition from Barnes and Noble. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sinner, villain, ruthless. These are wicked names the Prince of Envy welcomes. They remind him what he isn't a saint. And when a cryptic note arrives signaling the beginning of a deadly game, he knows he'll be called much worse before it ends. Riddles, hex objects, anonymous players, nothing will stand in his way. With a powerful artifact and his own future at stake, Envy is determined to win. Though one of his meticulous plans prepared him for her, the frustrating artist who ignites his sin and passion like no other. Talented, darling, lawyer. The trouble with scoundrels and blackguards is they aren't, is that they haven't a modicum of honor. A fact Miss Kayla and Antonius hmm. learns after one desperate mistake allows notorious rake and satire entire heat legend <laughs> Lore Philip Vexley to blackmail her. And now it seems Vexley Vexley isn't the only scoundrel is in oh my god interested in securing her unique 
talent as a painter. To avoid Vexley's clutches and a ruinous scandal, Mila is forced to enter a devil's bargain with Waverly Green's newest arrival, the enigmatic Lord Ashford's Sin Sinton. Little expecting his game will awaken her future nature. Together, Envy and Camilla must embark on a perilous journey through the shifting aisles. The shifting aisles. If you know, you know. From glittering demon co- <laughs> from glittering demon cords to the sultry vampire realm. I want to go to the vampire realm so bad. <laughs> and encounters with exiled Fae while trying to avoid the most dangerous trap of all, falling in love. Huh. Bro, I'm hype. I know, like, it's not... <sighs> I think... I don't think you have to the other one read this one, oh. but I'm almost positive it'll make it so much better. <laughs> well, maybe I'll have to listen to those because I, I've been listening or looking for something to listen to, so maybe that's what I can dive into. I love those audiobooks. And what's so like Kingdom the first book, Kingdom of the Cursed is a like YA book, and then the second one gets like a little bit more adult. And then the third one is definitely new adult. This book is coming out as an adult book. Mm. So also very excited for that. Yeah, that'll be good. I have... Oh, um, God, I'm so excited. I feel like I have heard you talk about it so much, but I still really don't know what the original one is, like the exact story. So I think that's a good thing. So I maybe I'll start those. Yeah, they're really good. Okay, so my last one, and I think it's the last one for the pod for today... Um, is one mm-hmm. that is highly anticipated by me, maybe not Cass so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I'm anticipating it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just a psychopath. Um, yeah. And so it's not coming out till June 8th. Um, and it's the fifth and final book in the Plated Prisoner series, Gold, by Raven Kennedy. Um, and there's not yet a like full synopsis out for it, but there is a one-line... Thing, um, on her website and it's find me in another life find me in them all oh, oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I do think some crazy shit gonna have this last one yes it's gonna be absolutely fucking bonkers yeah it's gonna be wild so that one's on our radar for June um, literally as soon as it hits Kindle Unlimited I will binge read the entire thing so um, yeah we will have a pod out, I'm sure, not long after that about that one. But, um, yeah, I mean, we I think we have some interesting ones coming up this year. Um, at least a bit yeah. of the first half of the year, for sure, um, that we have kind of. Mm-hmm. And maybe, like, midway through the year, another one of these as, like, more things are announced. Yeah, for sure. I think it's but sometimes. I thought this was fun. It's sometimes hard um, where things, like, will show up like on an Instagram post or something, and I forget about them if they're not on my TBR. So I got to mm-hmm. start being more diligent with that one. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> All right. Okay, so see you guys next week when – what did we say? It's I told be. you. I told you. The Invisible <coughs> Life LaRue? of Eddie LaRue. Uh, Eddie LaRue, my, one of my – I know it's a hot take. Not really a hot take. A lot of people love this book. But it's one of my favorites. We'll see what Jada had Mm-mm. to think. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm like <laughs> lovingly like 
looking at the copy I've been reading. <laughs> Rereading. You have too many copies. Oh, it's anyway. so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have about like, you should check my, my TikTok that I made. Yeah, if, we've got a TikTok. If I like now. it, I'll grab it in a different color. If I like <laughs> it, I'll grab it in another color. If they have additional colors, I'll just grab one. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I ordered another one. <laughs> no! What is wrong with I you? Did. I know, it's good. You're a crackhead. Yep. Okay, so we'll catch you guys next week. All right. Have some fun or something. Do something interesting. Read a book and let us know what you read. <laughs> yeah, let us know. All right, bye. See ya. Books with benefits.